But I think once you quit hearing sir and ma'am, rest is soon to follow. Oh, it's the tide. It's the dismal tide. The Bruins power play, it's so bad. Oh, my God. I, 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 I screwed up. I, I accidentally cursed Connor Bedard to being good because I said he, I posted – what did I post to you? That Connor – Connor Bustard. Yeah, and that's – I totally whiffed that. It should have been Connor yeah. the fraud. That was right there, and now he's actually going to be good now. It's neither. He's just going to be good. He's, he's, uh, really good. he's a Blackhawk. I mean, this makes yeah, it sense. It sucks that he's a Blackhawk. And I did, but I did see his first assist, which was, I mean, I mean, technically, I don't know if it should count because the guy shot and it was blocked and then it was scored. Yeah, up. I know. Those count. That's like a weird, that's like the assist rule is weird for that. But I do think, like, sometimes in the NBA, like a guy will make an amazing pass and then some guy will just sort of like tap it to the guy who lays it in and guy number one doesn't get any statistical credit. And Bedard's, I, I watched his first assist. His pass was genuinely fantastic for an 18-year-old in his first NHL game. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I think he, his, his, his uh, not court vision, rink vision is incredible. So that, that alone will make him a star. Like, I think the rule in hockey with assists is so that takes away any like scorekeeper decision. Yeah, unlike the yeah. NBA where there's a ton of it, and just everyone oh, yeah, gets I an forgot. assist if you're the last one to touch the ball. Yeah, I forgot because technically it's a decision in the NBA. Yeah, it's such a weird rule. The NBA sports just need to be um, officiated less, not more. Like I, I did not understand the controversy over VAR in soccer until. The screw up came out with the, the Liverpool thing. Yeah, the Liverpool thing, and then I read it was actually the Defector article on it, showing like the behind the scenes. And I was like, I always assumed it was an NFL style, like you have one guy in New York or the the English equivalent of New York, and one guy, and then the ref is watching it, and they sort of go, "Okay, what do you see? I see this. Okay, we overturn it." They had like six guys in a room, and there was like no agreed upon language so they just like immediate like some guy just immediately misinterpreted what the guys in the room were saying and then the guys are in the room were like but wait shit we didn't review this yet and i'm just like it was a disaster i'm like no i like i thought i kind of thought it would be like like eagle eye or whatever it's called in tennis like it's like oh it's just automatic like no it's yeah, or like the cricket system which yeah, is it's, it's really flawless I, I see why i, I think like, var is purposely just undermined at this point yeah, I mean, it's bad enough where you almost – and, like, it's always – the like, in the NFL, like, it gets frustrating that they review everything. But, like, there are plays where, like, a guy's knee is down and it shouldn't be a fumble. And then in soccer, it's like, okay, this guy was a quarter of a second offside, so we're taking away the goal. I'm like, that's not within the spirit of the rules. Like, I, I'm almost more comfortable, like, taking it, taking it away – Unless it's a situation, I mean, I can't even think of a situation where something's so blatant that you go, it has to be reversed. Like the only thing I think is handballs, and even then, it's like if the ref. Doesn't well, even then, the coolest moment in soccer history right. is like Maradona's handball. Right. So, I, something I something know. that is a really... yeah, a, a genuinely incredible moment, and I think it it's you have, it's a little bit a you have to be there thing because you have to know my friend. Uh, who said it is like he he often has said things related to sports and then gets immediately proven wrong. 
But during the, I can't remember if it was 06 or 2010 World Cup, but when. Yeah, Suarez, uh, he, right? Yeah, when he, um, because there had been a debate like during that game among my friends about like, you know, what if someone like deliberately got a handball to save like a, a World Cup winning goal? And then the guy, you know, so the guy would just and, immediately. And, well, doesn't, and then my friend said, like, well, it doesn't matter. Like, nobody would do that because the penalty is automatic. And then that game, the um, the Uruguayan player does that. And then the, uh, I think the Ghanaian player whiffs the penalty kick. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's why he did it. And the Uruguay moved on and Ghana did it. And it's like, it, yeah, that kind of, that was, I mean, generally one of the funniest moments in World Cup history. This is the dismal tide I've been recording for <laughs> ten minutes. Yes, we'll we'll see um, if Rendo leaves in our table talk. Um, sure, you, uh, he's not he's not editing this. He's not editing this. Perfect. No, so, I'm I'm sending him a finished episode. Okay. Do you do you want to introduce the concept? Do you want me to just sort of like what what the uh, what the impetus was for for today's uh, episode? Mm-hmm. Why don't you? Because I I don't remember where this started. I just okay. remember being I very taken by the debate. Okay, yeah. Well, I I have the Discord conversation pulled up. So about a week ago, uh, I DM'd you on Discord um, a an ESPN article. I'm just going to go ahead and read the the ESPN headline here. Uh, Hornets launched jersey patch deal with Mr. Beast. Um, yes. Right. And I don't think our audience of like four people, we really need to get into who Mr. Beast is or why, because frankly, as a 36 year old with children, I barely understand myself. But I think we all sort of have a an immediate gut reaction to hearing that a social media influencer is going to have a jersey patch on an NBA team. And and that in, and that reaction was as I DM'd you, uh, unserious franchise, perhaps yeah. the least serious franchise, perhaps the when, least. Uh, yeah, and that's when that your was... patches, Mister mm-hmm. Beast, giving away like a million dollars to someone I don't know who can sit through the Hornets for season <laughs> tickets, whatever he does. I don't even I can't even riff on it. I don't know what he does. You, you I had my million... students introduce him to me. When I was doing something about media literacy and they had to pick YouTube videos and like explain the people. And I didn't grade it because I didn't want to look into Mr. Beast, who a bunch of them picked. That's my background on Mr. Beast. He yeah. he cleaned an island or something. Yeah. I mean my only my only understanding of him is that I guess he started getting famous with YouTube videos giving away money. Right. That's how this turned into he has a chocolate bar line now, and every picture of him is the most dead-eyed, soulless, vacant stare I've ever seen on a human being. This is this is a man who knows deep down he has no justification for being as wealthy and famous as he is, and is unsure how much longer he can fake it for. Um but right. he's soulless thing. Willy Wonka, and we're not talking about the Timothy Chalamet film coming out in yes. December, which um, I'm not looking forward to. Yeah, and I do have to interject at this point only because every time Timothy Chalamet comes up in conversation, I am compelled to point out that he was born in Brooklyn, New York, and his name should really be Timothy Chambers or something, because no, 
no, none, none of this uh, Frenching yourself up to make yourself sound more interesting, Timmy. Yeah, I have absolutely no Timothy Chalamet. I can't think of why I saw him. Bones and All was pretty good. Uh, I mean, he ate Dune, people. Right? Oh, right. He is in Dune. Yeah. I guess that shows where I am with like film. Isn't Dune not even coming out anymore until next year? Like yeah. the November thing is cut. I will have heard about it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I have not watched a, a movie for adults in theaters in at least five years. So you missed you missed my phase where I've gotten obsessed with Japanese, uh sorry, Chinese television. Mm. Uh, that was a fun phase. I read the Three Body Project and just decided to watch their 30-episode television show. And uh, it's the most bizarre experience you'll ever have. And it's great. Hmm. So, I, you know, we should really get the writers back on strike in my book. Uh, and let Tencent and all the Chinese uh, studios take over. But we're not doing the least serious uh, film writers no, draft no. today. Thank no, God. Yeah, we are. Um, what I, what I followed up our conversation about the Hornets was what are the least serious teams by league, and this uh, transmuted into your idea of making a uh, a draft for the least serious uh, teams in sports. Um, do you think we need to explain to anyone what we mean by least serious? Because I think it is sort of a a slippery concept. Um, it, it is slippery, and I think we can debate it a little. I think you'll know it when you see it. Yes, um, I agree. I don't think, like I'm watching Bruins and Blackhawks, mm-hmm. neither of those teams would qualify as unserious. Yeah. Yeah. Now and, the Black and, Hawks yeah. are an evil organization. Oh, for sure. Uh, but they are a serious organization. They have mm-hmm. success and they if if the league will tank something for you to get you a superstar, I don't think you're in here. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I mean my my sort of uh, overarching definition of serious versus least serious is to me there's essentially two goals of of a sports franchise from the perspective of an ownership uh group or or a single individual madman billionaire who owns it like Steve Cohen um which is one is to be competitive and not just competitive but i think actually trying to win uh every single year and certainly yeah, in the NBA or the NHL, you can coast along with a certain level of mediocrity and still make the playoffs. Um, and I think the the other goal is, you know, to at least try to present a a sports franchise as a public good. And and the ownership perspective on that is to make money, obviously. Um, but since that's not anything the fans care about, they want the the franchise to exist as sort of a community endeavor. Now, obviously, that's not really what any sports franchise is used for, but the perception that you are running a sports team in a way that is is meant for the greater good of whatever town is, because sports, I think, are very uh, tribalistic and very regionalized. Um, well, point. yeah, someone did get punched to death at Gillette last time I was there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
that's that's how seriously the fans are taking it and and i think obviously we don't seriousness in this definition doesn't veer into you know actual murder and i think there are very serious sports fans who root for unserious teams but i think you want to have a a team that has the perception of the people in charge know what they are doing uh they very rarely actually do but i think if you can't even maintain that facade you are certainly an unserious franchise and again it's a slippery concept and i think as we go through this there'll be teams that don't totally fit that definition. And I do think there are some serious teams that at least are not actively trying to compete. Um, right. The know, Montreal Canadiens yeah. are not serious right and I, and now. I will, and they, I will also, I think they yeah. count as a serious franchise still. Yeah, they, and I, and I the brand think, has not devalued that much. Yes, yes. That's a good way of putting it. If your brand has value, you know, I know that's a, a yucky tech guy way of looking at sports, but I do think it lends seriousness to a franchise. I mean, nobody nobody would ever say, you know, the Boston Red Sox are an unserious team, even though, and I think you'll agree. They are, but they're not. Yeah, They are unserious trans- about winning. Yeah. I mean, they are still a yeah. serious-ish team. Yeah. Like, let me put it this way with baseball. If your team might sign Shohei Otani, mm-hmm. which I don't think I think the Red Sox are blowing smoke about that completely. And uh they might just go after Juan Soto for some bad deal. But if, if you're on the table for that. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. If you did sign Shohei Otani, you might you might that the Angels are gonna be drafted. Daniels are going to be drafted. Yeah, and I think maybe we should move on to the the draft portion of this. We have not determined, you know, unfortunately, our friend Matt is not with us. Um, I believe he was bitten by a viper or some kind of asp and is is unavailable due to snake poison. And since he's not here, we can basically make up any slander about him due to his absence. Correct. Uh, And he does boost our listening uh, audience by 25%. (laughs) So it's huge, really, that he didn't come we need our pilot episode uh our continuation episode after our break yeah to I, be, I would, I would uh, as listened to as possible yeah and, uh, and the draft the, the draft might be a little more interesting if it was three people drafting but certainly if the espn or the ringer can do these sort of two-man back and forth drafts, yes that's right we're rossillo and uh bill you want to be rossillo I don't know. I don't like either of them. Mm. I think but you like, are Rosillo here, actually. Yeah. I You're a like, little I more like it, I came up with the gamified system, which is yeah. something Bill would do. You're yeah. kind of arguing against yourself already, which is all Rosillo ever does. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like, like yeah. Rosillo has committed fewer crimes than Bill Simmons, so But Rosillo is the only one to actually get arrested. Because he got drunk in North Dakota and stumbled in blackout to someone's house, which is probably um, the coolest crime you can uh, get arrested for. I, I have not. If you're nonviolent. I have not quite done that. However, there was a Halloween night where something very similar occurred to me. Um, I'm not going to get into further details of that, but I think you are correct. That cements me as the Rosillo of this podcast. So... 
we need to, um, I think, move on at this point and decide which of us has the number one pick. I mean, I, I know who I would like to draft first. Um, and it's, So let me, let's go over our new rules for this. I yeah. say we go 10 deep. 10 deep. So like each person does 10 is what you're saying? Each person does 10. Okay. Mm. All right. And we have to pick one from each major sport. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, Are we including soccer? Uh, we when you say soccer, you're talking about like the Premier League or MLS or just all of soccer. Because if we're saying all thing, if we're saying all of soccer, then it's then I would say. How about we can put anyone in our flexes so we can do sure. soccer, we can do any outside okay. sports theme, okay. but we have to we have to have one from each of the big four sports. That seems fair. Okay. Um all right. So we're so when you say 10 deep, so like we're not going back and forth, we each just do 10 in a row or how do you want to do it? No, no. We go you, me. Okay. Me, you. Uh, no, you know, let's just go you, me. We'll do it a uh, schoolyard pick'em style. Schoolyard, okay. All right, so I don't want... mind giving you the first pick. I don't think our lists are going to overlap all that much. I don't think the so. Order I don't we think want. so either. I don't think so either. Okay. I um, don't actually have a list yet either. I, I do not either. And I've done no real research on this, but I think this is the kind of thing that's pure gut instinct anyway. Yeah, and pure hate, really. And pure hate, yes. This is and, just and really, a pure hater hour. I mean, look look at Elon Musk and Twitter. I mean, if if hate cannot be used as a motivator uh, for any kind of stupid endeavor you'll undertake in life, I, I don't know what can be. So, Spite um, is a powerful, you know, spite is powerful. Me and Mike were training our half marathons and – we're really positive, you know. You, I predicted his runtime. It's been a positive team, and then I saw my friend ran a half marathon that I absolutely can beat, mm. and I am so fucking excited right now. You're gonna just, I, not even. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna enjoy it. You know, these these runners who think they can come in, you know, once a weekend, once every other weekend and do it. Fuck off. <laughs> they're not they're not in it with me and Mike getting gels and like threatening to Christian Erickson ourselves and pass out and die. <laughs> they're not they're not in it. So I want to hear it from those people. Yes. But I, I, you I, have first pick. OK, I will say I'll just plug Mike's. uh, uh running blog fitness blog on Substack. it's it's as someone who knows nothing about the sport at all it's it's an entertaining read to follow along um and he does shout me out a couple of times so as a massive uh solipsist i appreciate that um but i first... appreciate he has never shouted me out and i think it's because i threatened to just never talk to him if he brought up anything i wrote <laughs> but funny. for what's worth mike you can shout me out just you can't repeat anything i ever said Oh, okay. uh, including this episode. Okay. All right. Um, but anyway, with the first pick in the least serious franchise draft, I will take the team that inspired this all, and that is the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Um, I, I you know, we'll see if things change under under new management. Uh, obviously, no. this team was owned by Michael Jordan uh, for a number of years, and 
I think I think you are at the pinnacle of unseriousness when your sole reason for existing is so Michael Jordan, the most famous and arguably most successful player of your sport, can say he owns a team. Um, and Jordan, by all accounts, is a is a truly horrendous owner and and manager. Um, he effectively ruined Kwame Brown's career by drafting him first when he was, and then uh, yelling at him basically. Him yeah, calling him a gay slur basically every single day in practice. Yeah. Uh, it sure sounds like history is going to repeat itself as Jordan uh, insisted the franchise pick Brandon Miller over the Scoot Henderson in this past draft when Scoot was generally uh, believed to be not just a better prospect, but head and shoulders a better prospect and really someone who would have gone number one in any draft that did not contain uh, Victor Yeah, probably. Obama. And um, not only did Brandon Miller uh, directly contribute to the shooting death of a woman uh, while he was mm-hmm. at the University of Alabama, um, he's going to have Michael Jordan in his ear every single day for the remainder of his career, uh, reminding him that the weight of the franchise is on him. Um, the Hornets have have had, I think, maybe one recognizable star in their entire franchise history. Uh, that is... Uh, Lamelo Ball, who uh, carries with him the baggage of having Lavar Ball hanging over his shoulder at all times, um, he he has no talent surrounding him except I guess Mark Williams is okay as a center. Uh, we don't necessarily need to go into the. Thing. What about Gordon Hayward? Oh yeah, well, they they signed Gordon Hayward <laughs> for a massive uh, overpayment, um, and uh, Hayward and the Celtics uh, were immediately fine. Yes, yes. There was no, there was no, the only people complaining about Gordon Hayward uh, leaving the city of Boston were the Boston police officers who were sleeping with Gordon Hayward's wife. Uh, and Shout out, Robin. <laughs> and just to emphasize uh, how much of a disaster that deal was, Hayward immediately got hurt and has never meaningfully contributed to the Hornets in any way. Um, everything about the Hornets has been painfully generic, uh, during their entire existence. Um, when they came into the league, the Hornets name still belonged to New Orleans. Uh, so the Hornets were initially the Charlotte Bobcats uh, with maybe the most unbelievably generic Madden 03 creative franchise uh, AI generated logo possible. Yep, the orange, very bad. Um, you know, I mean, the Hornets are fortunate to have gotten back the teal and white, and they can at least evoke the era of when uh, every single eleven-year-old uh, in the mid-nineties needed to own a Hornets um, starter jacket. But that Hornets franchise is no longer the Hornets. That franchise is now the Pelicans uh, of debatable seriousness. Yeah, uh, well, we um, might get to them. We so. might get to them. Uh, the Hornets' sole retired number belongs to Bobby Phils, a shooting guard who tragically uh, passed away while he was playing for the team. However, I would point out that uh, Mr. Phils, besides not being a very good player, was only on the Hornets for about three seasons. Uh, this was also the original iteration of the Hornets that's now in New Orleans, not the current Bobcats iteration. Um I- you know, this team, I don't think they, they've they advanced to the Eastern Conference Finals even once. Ever, um, no. 
they they certainly have no rings um you know they they've had no since, rings no riz yeah and here here's another example of unseriousness that i actually forgotten uh they were being coached by Steve Clifford, who who arguably had their best run of success since the franchise was rebooted, both of which consisted of two uh, first-round losses, one of which they pushed the Heat to uh, uh, to seven games. Um, and I believe this was the 2016 Heat, so that's post-LeBron. Um, and then they fired Steve Clifford a couple of seasons after that brought in someone by the name of James Borrego, who who got fired after a winning season, but still did not come close to the playoffs. And then they brought Steve Clifford back, who oversaw last year a 16-game uh, decline. Um, I, I think, yeah. I, I don't think, I don't even. I'm sorry, go ahead. I don't even know any of this shit. Because oh, I'm just looking this up on Wikipedia. Just, Here's the, the thing. The Hornets are that. I have not thought of who has coached the Hornets once in their oh. existence. Right. They I, they I are just... they're kind of the perfect Don Draper. I don't think about you at all team for the whole <laughs> NBA. Oh, I mean, and that's certainly true. And I think a, a corollary to the seriousness, unseriousness line is could you contract this franchise without any sort of protestation? And I think the Hornets are far and away. Yep. Third most popular basketball team in the state. Yes, and maybe even fourth. I mean, Wake Forest fans are pretty devoted, although they haven't been relevant since Chris Paul left. NC State fans, honestly. That's true, yeah. And and that's an an interesting – that's an angle I didn't even consider. North Carolina is a basketball-mad state. Yes, and they have just never caught on. Right. No matter how bad the Pacers are, the Pacers, I think, will always be somewhat seriousness because of the – the devotation their fans have to them. Whereas like truly yeah, nobody in the state of, Yeah. Nobody in the state of Carolina cares about the Bobcats. And I I'm just, you know, you, you brought up the 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 you didn't know any of these facts. I'm literally just pulling this off Wikipedia as I scroll through it. And I am catching myself being amazed that this franchise is somehow even less serious than I had originally conceived of. Um you know, we'll see if there's there's any faint glimmers of hope in the, the post-Jordan era. I strongly suspect that Brandon Miller is not going to pan out. I suspect that... Actual Lebron, bust. Actual bust, I yeah, think. Yeah. I mean, I don't... He, I did watch him play a bit in college. I'd be surprised if he was a full-bore, you know, can't even get on the... get off the bench, you know, Darko. Yeah, no, he'll Darko get he'll does, off the bench. But, but, but I think he's gonna he's gonna look very underwhelming compared to, to Scoot and some of the other draftees they could have taken. And I think eventually Lamella will leave, and three or four years from now we're left saying, "Well, what is this team?" And ultimately, I think number one with a bullet, they are the most unserious franchise in the NBA, um, and certainly pound for pound, one of the least serious teams in sports. So that that's my piece on the Hornets. They're my number one. They're my they're my QB one for this unserious fantasy team. Uh, uh, Mike, go ahead and let us know who your who your number one overall pick is. It's a good pick, but I have to go with the team I threatened not to take, and I almost argued that they were competent when we were discussing this uh, until I thought about it for even a second. 
the least serious team in American sports is the Arizona Coyotes for me. Yeah. Uh, they play in a college rink, and no one is upset about this, and no one cares because they're the Coyotes, and they're not even bad enough to be relevant to the hockey season. Uh, they weren't even... No one ever seriously thought they were going to get Connor Bedard in the rigged lottery. Um, no one ever thought in their existence that they would ever do anything, and uh, they haven't. They came through in the mid-90s with Gary Bettman's quest to bring hockey soul. And the one banner that the Coyotes can hang is that Austin Matthews is from Arizona. And that's it. That's all anyone ever talks about with the success of hockey in Arizona is that one guy who is not even that fucking good as far as stars go in the NHL was from Arizona. By the way, he might have still probably played hockey. You know? Mm-hmm. It's there's he probably would have. I don't think he particularly liked the Phoenix Coyotes as a kid. Um, I doubt it. And again, he's part of a borderline unserious franchise, too, in the Leafs, and has failed constantly in the postseason. Um Coyotes are bankrupt. They're not even going to move, even though they're playing in a 12,000. How many seats is it where they oh, play? It's not is even it even 12,000? It's, it's like not even close. It's, it's about 4,800, I think, is what the, the article I read about it said. Yeah, they get 2,000 a game. Um, absolute dog shit jerseys, by the way. Oh, yeah. Those for are- most of their... Um, they, they might as well have like Coco Pele as their logo. I mean, it just looks so hokey. They went back to the better one, the uh, coyote with the stick and the sort of indigenous art, but it still mm-hmm. sucks. Um, it's, it's no good. And I think Gretzky was Gretzky in the Coyotes. Did he hold on? That doesn't sound no, good. he was a part owner. That, That's <laughs> right. Gretzky tried to take over the Coyotes in 05. <laughs> it just completely failed. Yeah. So somehow more I mean, embarrassing in its own way than than being actually owned by Michael Jordan is having the greatest player of your sport go pass. Yeah, um, he, he like, did it for five years. He did the Jordan thing. He actually was head of hockey operations uh, for a bit of it. And he was more successful than Jordan. Like the team made the playoffs, yeah. Then at least, but they still did nothing. And uh, in terms of hockey teams, this isn't a huge value add because there are some very bad hockey teams that I'll be uh, adding to this list later. But I definitely wanted uh, Phoenix at the top of my list here. Yeah, I mean, no question they're an unserious team. I mean, the previous owner filed for bankruptcy. The current owner, I think, does not and has never lived in Arizona in any capacity. 
And he only gained, I think, full ownership of the team because uh, the minority owner, um, I think, got caught choking his wife or something like that. Um, Great. Okay. Yeah. This is. Yeah, and they failed every vote with. First of all, they didn't even play in Phoenix. They play. I don't even know what town it is they play in. Some rinky-dink place in the suburbs. I think it's. Uh-uh. It was in Tempe, I think. Tempe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was Tempe. Yeah, and now they're. Um, they were in Glendale, I think. Now, I think they were briefly in in downtown Phoenix, but now they're where I guess Tempe is where uh, Arizona State is. Is that? Yep. They're just in Arizona State's college hockey. And, and Arizona State, I would say, very much an unserious university when probably the only thing 90% of the country knows about you is the Simpsons line where Ned Flanders thinks the rapture has happened and then sees Homer uh, floating by on a piece of driftwood and, and he scoffs. Well, it looks like heaven's easier to get into than Arizona State. So that that sums up Arizona State. I think that sums up the Coyotes beautifully. Um do you have anything else to add on them? Uh, no, they should be moved, and I don't think they will be. I don't think Batman will ever give up on this little uh, quest he's on. Yes, and and speaking of never giving up, I guess there's a rumor that Batman wants uh, another franchise in Atlanta. Yeah, he, he they're going to – NHL could go two more teams pretty easily. I, I um, word for it. I don't know there's enough talent for that. I think it's the deepest talent of any of the four. I'm not Hmm. saying they should, for what it's worth. The talent's good right now. They should keep at 32. But I think they will. And, uh, yeah, they'll take another bite of the apple at Atlanta because it's the NHL. I tried to sell everyone on, like, the NHL this year, and I was excited. And uh, then yesterday they basically banned any uh, pride stuff at all. Yeah, the, whole the, year. the one so. sport where I think the 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 athletes and I don't want to use the word protest here because that implies any sort of merit to their claims, but the one sport where the athletes' homophobia was actually listened to, uh, certainly yeah. baseball with Clayton Kershaw and football with probably half the league, and and you know, uh, yeah, but football players have no power or respect from anyone in ownership. Right. Yeah, double-edged sword there. Um, but, I mean, those leagues sort of shrugged and went full speed ahead with most of their pride celebrations. And whereas hockey gave in because, I think, like two Russian guys basically said they weren't happy about it. So, yeah, on- a Russian guy and two uh, Christian brothers, the stalls. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I think we've covered the, the Coyotes as much as anybody yeah. has ever cared about them. Uh, we'll move on to my next draft pick. And we'll move on to baseball um, because I had the hardest time deciding which is the least serious uh, uh, franchise in baseball, which as the oldest sport in America has has a rich history of unseriousness uh, dating back to Bill Veck and certainly much further than that. Um, I, I'm sticking with my original gut instinct, uh, least serious franchise for baseball, though, and that's the Los Angeles Angels. Um, yeah, they were my next pick. Yeah, I, I'm sorry to sort of snipe you on that one, but I mean, the the simple fact of the matter is, and if you have Mike Trout and Shohei Otane for the better part of a decade, not and not just fail to make the playoffs, but actually 
um, finished below 500 most of those years. You're an unserious franchise. And I think this year, the Angels reached a, a true pinnacle of unseriousness that has not been seen in baseball to the point where they managed to be less serious than an Oakland Athletics franchise that I think would have gladly gone 0 and 162 because uh, John Fisher and Billy Bean are two of the most venal, soulless pieces of shit in sports history. Um, but Arte Marino has really done a, a truly phenomenal job pile driving what should be a, a very respectable brand into the ground. Um, it started before the season when Marino indicated to the to the relief of uh, soccer moms and anti-vaxxer dads everywhere in Orange County that he was going to sell the team only to immediately do an about face and indicate that he was going to keep it under his control. Uh, and things more or less went south. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, Mike. Right. Trout, he floated it. He floated yeah. selling the team. Yes. And when everybody, and when everybody, everybody, <laughs> everyone you know, wanted him. Idea, this petty little dipshit uh, changed his mind. Uh, true Elon Musk move. Yes. Um, you hate to see it. And, and and like I said, things really went to hell from there. Uh, the Angels started off competitive because Otani was putting together, I think, what was genuinely the greatest year in, in the history of sports, making a Yeah, still winning game. MVP after six weeks, seven weeks out is yes. insane. Yes. It was. He was making a credible run about the MVP and the Cy Young, and not not in a we're going to give the award to Justin Verlander for some reason, a sense, but in the sense of he is the MVP as a hitter and a Cy Young as a pitcher, and those are two separate awards uh, being given to him by merit. Uh, Mike Trout appeared to be healthy and was playing well. Yep. Um, they rushed someone by the name of Zach Neto to the league, and he actually mm. – played decently even though he'd been drafted uh less than a year previously uh and they're putting things together and then everything went to hell uh mike trout's i guess has a uh, changed his swing mechanics because he was dealing with back problems and ended up injuring his wrist uh and ultimately missed about half the season okay. can i tell you where it fell apart for them where you it can. all really started well you can you anthony can. Anthony Rendon trying to fight that fan. Oh, I, I forgot that? about that. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Deeply embarrassing moment. Rendon, um there I, I talked about this. I do you, do you remember me briefly writing something during the COVID year uh where I was taking uh, the fake results from MLB the show and writing yes. them? Yeah, I, I did write about the Angels. In real life, uh, in in MLB, the show, they're always a very competitive team because uh, the show's beleaguered programmers can't factor in whatever strange malaise seems to settle over every player who signs with uh, the Angels franchise. Uh, Albert Pujols, I think, being by, by far the best representative example of that. But essentially, the Angels... And this is a sign of their clear unseriousness. Have never had a a free agent signing work out for them, except for Vlad Guerrero. Uh, and I think even then he was largely in the twilight of his career. Um, you know, and, and Rendon, you know, he was part of that great Nationals team that overcame the uh, the the bullshit Astros cheating. Yep. 
and his reward was to sign a huge guaranteed money contract with with the Angels and never be good again. Yep, um, he had, never had anything after it. He just yeah. fell off a cliff in terms, not even all-star level production. Yeah. He was useless in fantasy the moment he went to Anaheim. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, truly, yeah. And, and so I have some some sympathy for the him finally hitting the boiler point and uh, confusing the fuck-a-fan contest with the fight-a-fan contest. Um, but ultimately, yeah, a good... When, you, when your players are going into the crowd to fight somebody, and it is not something that, I'm sorry, is inherently and- cool, like the malice in the palace... And the best part was Shohei was just, Shohei just saw it and walked away. He kind (laughs) of shook his head. Yeah. There's a great image of Shohei just being like, yeah, fuck this. Come on. Yeah. And Shohei, speaking of him, so his his great season um, started going off the rails in the middle of the year uh, when he started pitching through various blisters and forearm issues. And I think it was transparent to basically anybody with a functioning brainstem that Shohei should have shut it down back in May or June or whenever these issues started cropping up. Yeah, late July. Um, But at the time, the Angels were still at least having the ghost of credibility. And and as Matt, our our dear deceased friend, he walked in front of a train and got hit by it. He is now dead and is not... Please don't speculate on Matt's condition. Don't be... (laughs) be Am I allowed to make Chrisman jokes on this? Uh, you you can. Did something happen to Matt Chrisman? Dude, yeah, he's in the hospital. <laughs> oh, I don't. Almost. I don't keep up. I okay. I do not. He almost as, died. Again, as a committed solid, <laughs> no one knows. I don't pay attention to any other podcasts except the ones I'm on. So, ah, that's cool. I mean, yeah. anyway, yeah. Now he's like, let's not. Let's uh, not. It's uh, not remind, good. I... Let's not remind people of other more successful podcasts on our own podcast episode here. That's right. Um, but anyway, more to the point, Matt pointed out to me that Otani just loves baseball too much. And unfortunately, yeah. this more or less led directly to Otani blowing out his elbow. Uh, he needs a second Tommy John surgery. The rate of success of those is not good. The likelihood he's ever an ace pitcher again is spectacularly low. Um, and again, this can mostly be attributed to the Angels being an unserious franchise because a serious franchise probably would have said to him, we are concerned that you are going to fuck up your arm if you keep trying to pitch through obvious injuries. Of course, this did not matter to Arte Marino or Phil Nevin or any other person affiliated with the uh, Anaheim Angels franchise. Um, Things got even more ridiculous from there. They completely gutted their farm system, making trades for a number of yes, sir. spectacularly mediocre players, such as Lucas G. Alito. Uh, every single person they traded for immediately got hit with the Orange County malaise. I yep. blame the numbers of unvaccinated measles children there. Um, and they all basically sucked ass. They called up. They drafted a guy with the ridiculous name of Nolan Shanuel, which sounds like someone saying a real name sarcastically, like Samuel or something, like, you know, like safety schmafety, like Samuel Schnamuel, something like that. Uh, He was drafted and then immediately called up. I think he had no time in the minors or only a few games in the minors. Uh, And it's not a situation. I remember the last guy 
uh, to be caught up in his draft year, I think was the White Sox, uh, another franchise of questionable seriousness who caught up Garrett Crochet, their first round pick. But Garrett Crochet was a relief pitcher who threw 100 miles per hour from the left side. That's someone you could just stick in a major league bullpen and hope he's decent. Nolan Shanuel is a first baseman who presumably needs to learn how to hit major league pitching. He did not hit major league pitching. Um, the Angels then finally put the cherry on top of this shit Sunday by releasing all of the players. Yes, for. this is where I wanted to bring it up. Um, yeah. Selling out for everyone and then releasing them yes. in what three weeks? Yes, to play a yeah. to play games so with the luxury tax that Arte Moreno could afford easily. Uh, I mean, just truly. Even, even the Hornets in their most depraved moments, I think, have not yeah. this level of utter embarrassment. Uh, I think, no, I think, I think this team and the next team I'm going to pick are probably more embarrassing than the first two we picked. Yeah. And yeah. certainly more evil. Yeah, and the Angels, I mean, their, their brand is still hanging by a thread. They have won a World Series in living memory. Um, yeah. they, you know, they play in Orange County. The weather's always perfect. The games are generally sold out. The stadium itself is beautiful. I love the, the stadium's nice. Yeah. But ultimately, uh, as long as Arte Moreno is at the helm of this, this disaster piece, you know, they're going to let Shohei Otani walk. He, he, he was truly checked out. I mean, he literally cleaned out his locker and left before the season ended. Yeah. I think um, this is all as close to doesn't give a fuck yeah hates you as Shohei Otani gets yeah as I a mean, person I mean truly embarrassing and, and if Moreno's really not intending to sell the team I don't see any end in sight for this this franchise um there and frankly even something as dis- disastrous as the athletics at least Billy Bean has demonstrated he can hobble a competitive team together through spare parts and he's probably just waiting for the move to Las Vegas to be. Completed. Well, yeah, and at least Oakland is moving. Right. That's why I'm not picking them this early, is because they folded. They've admitted they were not serious. Right. Uh, I mean, the A's are and the A's just have more or less. The A's have more or less self-contracted. You know, the Angels. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing lends the air of unseriousness better than than uh, pretending to seriousness when you clearly are not. Um, I, I just more just, than any team they've tried and failed. Yeah, yeah, and, and you can maybe maybe argue there's some Metsian quality of well, at least they tried. But the Mets also happened to sign good players where things didn't pan out. You know, the Angels have never had a strategy. It's all just willy nilly, shiny new toyism. Um, I mean, and, and it worked exactly twice when they ended up drafting Trout and signing Otani, but. I mean, like I said, just truly an embarrassing franchise. And this was their probably their worst year of existence. So e- easy pick for me uh, in baseball, even with any number of teams that we'll cover that are are truly unserious. But we'll, we'll move on to your next pick. Are you going to stick? We, we've covered three of the four big sports. I am going to stick teams. on the pattern because I have an NFL team that I think is a little bit ahead of Maybe not head and shoulders above, but like a head above, okay, decent okay. amount above, uh, and that's the Cleveland Browns. Ooh, okay, need to I be like selected. That, that um, is spicy. Let's hear it. Well, first of all, I'm not counting the 
AAFC championships and pre-merger championships. Uh, you got your team moved in the dead of night. And, you know, if we're going to count those things, then we're going to count the Packers as the most successful franchise. We're going to count all the Lions wins. Eh, I don't know. I'm not going to. I don't care about Paul Brown. Um, the Cleveland Browns signed a fucking rapist to the most insane contract in the history of the NFL. It's it's just that simple. The Watson contract is so ludicrously bad. Five fully guaranteed years at $230 million. He does not look good on the field. I could not tell you if Kevin Stefanski is still coaching this team or not, which isn't a good sign because I, I watch pretty I much every game. Whoever their head coach is is dog shit. I think it's still Stefanski. Um, just a franchise that became a meme. It's almost kind of ready to say the Browns aren't serious at this point and played out and punching down. And I think I probably would have tried to be more fair to them if, again, they didn't change the entire landscape of NFL contracts in order to sign a rapist. Uh, one of one of the most fucking insane deals we've ever seen. I mean, it was it was a better contract than Mahomes got. I know Mahomes' contract is really, we'll rip it up every two years and we'll just soft extend you and, you know, we'll sell you this and that off book, whatever. But Watson, in terms of pure money, got more than anyone. Uh, the only reason they offered that was because they're the Browns. And, uh, yeah, to lose leverage like that to, again, a guy who missed a year of football for being accused of rape by what sexual assault by 23 women Uh, to lose that leverage is the most obvious sign of just, they're not a real team and this whole Watson build isn't going to work and they're just going to be right back. Uh, where they've always been as a joke franchise. Uh, also, not good uniforms. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, the whole thing doesn't work. Uh, yeah, I don't know what. I, I I have nothing positive about the Browns. I feel like they're one of the more obvious picks. I don't know what you want to add to them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say that, I mean, I was hoping to have some of my uh, regular friends listen to this podcast episode, so I think it's a little less unhinged than the previous episode of the Dismal Tide that I was on. Mm. They're not going to be, they're mostly, you know, uh, Cleveland Browns fans. I don't think they're going to (laughs) be appreciative of those statements, but I also don't, don't, I don't disagree. I mean, I think I think you've highlighted exactly what's unserious about the Browns and what's always been unserious about the Browns uh, since the franchise was rebooted. Um, They've had plenty of talent come through their doors over the years. Most of it squandered. 
Um, they've never had any sort of stability at the quarterback position. Um, and, and all of their and their decision making around the quarterback position has always been uh, extremely questionable. I mean, I think Johnny Manziel is the first person I ever said was going to be. A oh, my best. God. I, I, he was a, a snotty yeah. rich kid with oil money going to a team he clearly didn't want to play for coming from a, um, a spread offense that did, would not function in the pros at all. I and. And he was drafted after Jimmy Haslam, who um, good on him for saving the crew, which actually benefited a lot of people I know personally. But beyond that, uh, Jimmy Haslam is a complete piece of shit, a genuinely bad person, um, racist. And uh, he drafted Manziel because he he claimed a a drunk and hallucinating homeless person told him to. It's entirely possible... It's entirely possible this drunk homeless person was Johnny Manziel from the future flung into the past. Uh, that is yeah, Johnny I could Manziel's, see a sort of Faraday deal there. Johnny Manziel's fate if he ever loses his trust fund. Um, Manziel himself turned out to be, I think, a, a wife beater, girlfriend beater, something along those lines. Uh, well, I just had a Netflix documentary on him that didn't even do that well. Yeah, uh, right? instant bust. I think everybody knew it. Uh, there was some hope surrounding Baker Mayfield, but uh, Baker's think... already good again once he left. Exactly, Baker's exactly. three and one. They they Baker made Baker. Baker made... was not the problem. Yeah, they made him play through a shoulder injury that affected his yep. mechanics. Blamed him for having a bad attitude, and then lo and behold, he exits Cleveland, plays for a, a, a even modestly competent franchise in the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now Tampa. Florida, I think, is one of the least serious cities. Uh, yeah, in I mean, I, in our lightning round, I think I'll pick a few yeah. of theirs. Yeah, but um, regardless, I mean, the Bucks are a less embarrassing franchise than the Browns. Uh, I, I mean, there's nothing else to say. I mean, I, I have more pity for the Browns than I do for the team. Oh, I have pity for the fan base. I mean, yeah. my God, it's dreadful. Joe Thomas is, mm-hmm. like, the big thing with the Browns. Joe Thomas is one of the greatest football players ever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just um, yeah. spoiled away in mm. pure nothingness yeah. for like 15 years as a tackle or something huge like that. Yeah. And, and if Miles I mean, has any sense, and I'm not totally sure he does, but he should be asking out as soon as possible because well, no their defense is great this year. Yeah, what? But it's not going anywhere. No. Watson is not that good of a quarterback is the other piece to the Watson thing. Yeah, Watson, I mean, that's the thing. Even, I mean, putting aside the fact that he's a bad person. Putting aside 26 women's accusations, he's not that good. He a year and a half of football. I mean, we're seeing any, any kind of gap. You just don't come back the same. And it's not where it's it's a non-injury gap. When you're injured, you know, you're not sitting around. You have to rehab. And I think that keeps guys focused. But what was was Watson doing in the year and a half he was suspended? I don't think we want to ever find out. No, I don't want to. As you point out, a horrible process from from the beginning. And and Haslam, as an owner, just one of these guys who – you know, it's total impulse. You know, you think of... When you get all the other 
NFL owners as mad as you as they were for that contract. It's mm-hmm. honestly impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he fucked over, honestly, in the sense, like it's he fucked over thirty-one other owners. Yeah, and norm- guaranteed normally, money. Normally, I would applaud that because the thirty-one NFL yeah. owners deserve yeah. to suffer. Absolutely. But- Haslam, he didn't do it with any kind of even a Dan Snyder level of conniving, snidely whiplashian uh, no. thought process. The man is just pure instinct. It's 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 he's another Elon Musk type. He has no foresight or thought, and if he can't get lucky, uh, it just turns into a mess like this. So yeah, I I I, I endorse your selection of the Browns. Uh, I'm not. Sh- I'm not personally sure they're the most um, unserious franchise in the NFL, but they certainly are an unserious franchise, and, and I, I do. I don't question you drafting them this high. Well, let's go through two more each, and then we'll lightning round sure. our final ones. Okay, um, I'll I'll stay in the NFL. And I'm actually going to stay in uh, in the the great city of Arizona because uh, you you took my Yotes, who I would have picked yeah. from the NFL team. So I'm going to stick with the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, they're I've hated them very long oh, time. Yeah. Oh yeah, you may actually hate the Cardinals more than I do. Um, I, I might. Think, I certainly think they're an unserious franchise. Um, the team, you know, they're the franchise as a whole, I think, is well over 80 years old. And that should tell you the depth of their unserious, that there's no roots. Uh, nobody I know who grew up in Arizona cares about the 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 Cardinals one iota. Um, My friend from Arizona is a Packers fan. Yeah, I mean, the, the guy I know from Arizona was a Bears fan. And while I think that's yep. its own sort of special hell, it tells yeah. you that you know, this is a team that's moved multiple times. It's in Arizona for the same reason the Coyotes are or the Suns or the Diamondbacks because uh, the people who run sports leagues have have it have it in their heads that, oh, well, here's a metropolitan area of, of you know, 10 million people. It's eyeballs on the franchise. And that's not how it works. Everybody who lives in Phoenix is a snowbird who couldn't afford uh, South Beach. Um, there, there's, there's no real societal roots, uh, to Phoenix as, as an entity. Um, Phoenix itself, I think is a joke of a city. It, it comes up in King of the least Hill. serious American city. I think we yeah, would uns- agree. Unserious city. It comes up in Phoenix. It comes up in King of the Hill. It comes up in, um, I want to say 30 uh, rock as an extended bit. I'm sorry. What? I want to say 30 Rock has an extended 30 bit. 30 Rock had an extended bit about Cleveland, but it was wholly positive. Yeah. I don't know if they've ever did Phoenix. Um, Arrested Development did many bits on Phoenix. Um, it's it's a, it's a city, as King of the Hills Bobby put it, is a testament to God, a man's hubris against God. Um, it should not exist. I spent a summer out in, in um, I think it was Tempe, actually, um, and it, it was miserably hot out there and 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 what's funny about it is all of their sports franchise success has come essentially because of a lot of guys treating it like a a retirement you know randy johnson kurt schilling chris paul kevin durant 
Um, nobody, nobody, uh, Kurt Warner, nobody got their yep. start as as an Arizonan sports figure. Everybody comes in later. And the yeah, Cardinals, maybe Fitzgerald's the only one. I, I, really, yeah, I think who so. Was and, and you know what? Every time Larry guy. Fitzgerald got brought up, it was, oh, well, he got his start as a ball boy for the Vikings. So they're not even talking about his his Cardinals roots. Also, I think he's a weird some... guy. He has like a fake college or something, I think. That doesn't surprise me, you know. I mean, look, Brett Favre, Barry White. Yeah, I think he's sneakily people. doing Brett Favre stuff. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, it's once you're washed in your profession of choice. I mean, I think just stealing from public money is essentially the only way to go. Unless you're you're a white actress who's washed up, and then you make a quote unquote lifestyle brand that exists mostly mm-hmm. either do pyramid schemes or selling natural cures that mo- you know mostly cause uh, infections in children. But anyway, the Cardinals themselves... Or you do the male version with Frank Thomas and the yeah, testosterone, testosterone commercials I get all the time. Yeah. Oh, I saw I saw a really bad one when I was at the dentist or something. It was um, John Walsh, the guy who got his start when his son was kidnapped and no. really murdered. Yeah. He's now doing a thing for one of those testosterone... Most wanted guys. Yeah. He's doing something for something like that, but he's still framing it as like, I've always been on the search for truth my entire life. And it's led me to whatever supplement he's hawking. And, and it's truly depressing. Um, whatever he's being paid is not worth, you know, staining his dead son's memory like that. Uh, but the Cardinals, the Cardinals, they're so unserious. We can't even focus on talking. about. Yeah, them. it's hard to. Um, uh, can we get into uh, Tyler Murray and that whole fuck up? I, I will let you speak on Kyler Murray because I don't know if there's a professional athlete you hate more. Um, I just want to say for the Cardinals, <laughs> you know, they they had one Super Bowl run. They were summarily dismissed by a Steelers team everybody hated. Um, the most noteworthy thing that always comes up on their when they're talked about is that their their field can be lifted up and rolled away, uh, which in, in an era of uh, constant injuries due to turf, something that unnatural should be a red flag, but like everything else in the in the Phoenix metropolitan area, it's an unnatural state of affairs. There's nothing at all to distinguish their franchise. You know, their logo is, is just evocative Crash. of their better sports franchise in the St. Louis Cardinals who are evil and annoying with terrible fans, but very serious sports franchise. Oh, yeah. Uh, they've had they even- started in Chicago. Yeah, they they yeah they started in Chicago. They're you know so what history they have is borrowed from being overshadowed by another sports franchise. There's just nothing. There, there's no there there. You know, um, they've they they hired Cliff Kingsbury, who was an unsuccessful college coordinator, yes. uh, and then he got a bunch of soft focus pieces about his truly generic house. Um, you know, they, they've had a moderate handful of uh, successful players come through, Larry Fitzgerald briefly, um, you know, but for the most part, any, about a, that's about it. Uh, I mean, Hopkins came through. Hopkins, who, who got out as, as quickly as possible. Yeah, once he could. Um, yeah, you know, but I think I'll let you speak on Kyler Murray because I do, th- I do agree with you that I think he represents the unseriousness of this franchise. Um, um, and- so Kyler Murray, I do not hate him 
uh, personally. However, he is not a good NFL quarterback. And I, I used to say that you could trade Kyler and Mac Jones and you wouldn't really notice. And even this year, that's true because Kyler's not on the field. Uh, Mac Jones is very bad, so I recant everything. Well, that's mostly Belichick's fault. Um, look, as a quarterback, you are who the coaches make you. Uh, you have your own talent, obviously, but Patrick Mahomes would not become Patrick Mahomes without his time with Andy Reid. Brady wouldn't have blossomed without the Patriot system and Bledsoe's guidance. Uh, you you need the developmental time, and Kyler's coach was Cliff Kingsbury, probably a man I hate in sports kind of irrationally more than any. Uh, I've completely forgotten about him ever since he fucked off to, like, Panama or something. Maybe Singapore it was like for Vietnam his post-retirement. I don't yeah, it might have been Vietnam. It was he, somewhere he really... Truly, truly disappeared, which... I think sort of tells you that the fact that he's not even doing TV tells you, you know, yeah, status yeah. He, there. he went on like a full walkabout or a sex tourism thing, but sex it was tourism. bizarre. And uh, his whole head coaching regime was unserious. Uh, I would like to bring up again his girlfriend who he met at college, who everyone's wife hated her and leaked stuff about this to gossip websites. Uh, I covered that on a different episode of this show, I think, so I'm not going to bring it up again. But uh, she just said that Cliff was basically every college kind of frat guy as a head coach, even. Uh, So he's not serious. And that led to Kyler Murray basically just being the gamer quarterback. (laughs) and i'm sorry but the clause in his contract about having to watch film i know uh, truly a true mark one serious franchise i think you have to put that in there i i don't know who it's worse for if it's kyler or the franchise i think it's worse for the franchise because they had to put that clause in there it was reported and within 36 hours they took it out (laughs) i mean they immediately folded on this once the public was like hey that's kind of weird that you put that in there like ah yeah sorry uh yeah i guess guess nothing to see here we're all good and you know kyler's gone back to his habits of uh being injured all the time and not playing and he did that right after securing the bag which just like in terms of Watson, obviously not the off-the-field shit, but they gave Kyler Murray all that money because they know they have no leverage as a franchise and no one wants to be there. Mm-hmm. So if you have even the hint of a franchise quarterback, you pay through the roof to keep someone there. Yeah. So that is the ultimate... Uh, uh, in the NFL, you have to win by getting cheap productions somewhere. And franchises like the Browns and Cardinals who have to overpay because of their own reputation of incompetence and being a shithole for a football, they're not going to reverse it. Yeah. Uh, not unless someone comes who changes the entire culture of the team, 
like Tom Brady did for the Patriots, who were very unserious uh, up until Drew Bledsoe, kind of. And I don't see that happening in Arizona because, uh, well, I guess they do have draft picks still, so maybe, but probably not. Yeah, and and, uh, we didn't even get to the situation with their old GM who – I guess was an alcoholic and like trying to cover it up and they were, they had burner phones and this and that. It, it's such a confusing mess. Frankly, <laughs> anybody listening to this who doesn't know the whole story, I just encourage you to Google it and, and, and try to piece together what happened. But I mean, this kind of, you know, these kinds of organizational fuckups where people are lying and, and trying to end around, uh, you know NFL suspensions and things of that nature. I mean, you know, clear mark of unseriousness. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have nothing else to say on the Cardinals. I think you summed it up with the Tyler Murray discussion. Uh, so if you want to move on, we have covered now all four major sports. Yep, we're um, each going to take two from the major sports, then we'll do a lightning round okay. to fill out our flex okay. so that we don't go too long. Yeah, I've got a pick. One from baseball and basketball. Okay, so is it, are um, we in the lightning round now? Then or no? Okay. No, we'll do we'll do our flexes after. But for baseball, I am gonna make it quick because if you took this in flex, uh, I'd be miserable. Uh, I'm I'm just taking the Oakland Athletics. Fair I, enough. Fair I enough. still think they need to be drafted here. Um, we already covered everything with the athletics that they self-contracted. Uh, but I'd like to add that Moneyball is the most successful piece of propaganda mm-hmm. ever created as a film. Uh, Birth of a Nation sucks. I uh, Brave take, I know. But Birth of a Nation is trash propaganda compared to, uh, oh wait, not even the right movie. Well, whatever the race, the Hitler one was, that was propaganda. You're thinking of, um, oh God, uh, Triumph of the The Will. one Star Wars is based off of. Triumph of the Will. Is it Lenny yeah, Triumph of the Will. Uh, the original oh. Birth of a Nation was also propaganda, essentially. I'm going to be brave. All three of those movies are equally bad. They're, they're Moneyball, people. Birth of a Nation, and Triumph of the Will are all equal. They're all bullshit. Um because I just want to say about Moneyball, uh, they had pitchers. That's why Oakland won. It wasn't getting on base. I mean, Billy Bean was cutting edge at the time, admittedly. But I think the pitching, Barry Zito, you know, that's what carried them through that win streak. It wasn't get on base, man. And and it's worth worth noting that, like, all of the players highlighted – in Michael Lewis's book as being like these on-base gods who, oh, the guys like, oh, they don't look good in jeans, but they walk. All of them turned out to be busts. And then their actual good hitters, Giambi, uh, Eric Chavez, Miguel Tejada, Tejada. were so so pumped full of steroids. They made Barry Bonds uh, look like, I don't know, who is someone not pumped full of steroids? Help me out here, Waylon. Mookie Betts never looks like it. 
Mookie Betts seemed very positive, like Mookie Betts. That might be problematic to say. But no, I, I said Mookie Betts doesn't look like he's on steroids. I, I, I think, yeah, yeah. I just, but, but just the mental well, image. Don't listen to this. Shrunk yeah. down to Mookie Betts. I don't know, but, but that's yeah. I mean, you're right. The athletics, and you know, there's that whole Billy Bean lament of why doesn't my shit work in the playoffs? And the answer is because your team were never that good. I mean. He was always hamstrung yeah. by shitty ownership and a lack of funds and, and a fan base that got burned too many times knowing a team would never uh, keep the core together. But you just need to look yes. at how they've performed the last few years. I mean, they've traded away their best players oh, for absolutely Chapman. Uh, they waived Ramon Laureano and then the, the Guardians picked him up and he immediately started playing well again. I mean – it's beyond the self-contraction. I think the era when Billy Bean had any idea what the hell he was doing is mostly over. He may come back. He may, he may reevaluate what does and doesn't work. He doesn't seem like a dumb guy, but what he's done in the past. Few I don't years, think he has that much control anymore. I don't think he's. That may be, and that may be the problem. I mean, John Fisher, truly one of the most vile owners in sports. Someone oh, yeah. He's a awful. total abuse of the public trust, utter, utter cynicism, um, a, a total lapdog commissioner in Rob Manfred willing to lick the sweat off his boots. For any any, yeah. any excuse, he got in. Like he that. only got in because he was buddies with Bud Selig. And three arguments here about the athletics is unserious. One, their fan base. Sorry, Ryan, our friend, but their protest for the team was to buy tickets and oh, go. That to was the game. that was obnoxious. I I know people. One of the most Reddit things. Yes, ever. Reddit is exact. Yes. I, you know, I was about to say Epic Bacon Reddit, a total yep. farce. Um, I absolutely I'm with you that. And, and unfortunately, I think we're in the minority. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. Epic Bacon Brain has largely taken over uh, sports fans online. But yeah, r- ridiculous protest. Uh, I I agree with you on that. Um, you're you're three arguments. Yeah, two of these six teams, no team has come closer to breaking the league uh, than the Athletics mm-hmm. in terms of both the lockout and the Moneyball bullshit. Yeah, and three. When they go to Las Vegas, first of all, let's make sure that doesn't fall through because it's weird. Uh, They're going to be maybe the last ones. I don't think the NBA will get there sooner than they get there. But uh, I don't even think they're going to work in uh, Las Vegas. I think they're going to be afterthoughts. I think that's going to become a football hockey town. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think it's gonna work at no, all no you it, cannot make a big event like vegas likes to do 81 82 times a year as easily as you can you know 40 times a year for the nights half or vegas eight and vegas uh the raiders we might get to uh probably not but they're, yeah. they're not super serious so that's it on the athletics uh chalk pick but they needed to be drafted, I think, high. Yeah, yeah. You um, have hockey. I don't have hockey. Well, you know what? I will I will throw myself on the sword here and bring up the, the team that you initially addressed mm-hmm. as least serious in hockey, and I got to go with my Blue Jackets. It, yep. it hurts to say I don't like when you um, – 
when you when you kick them while they're down. But I mean, I, I don't know what else. When I send you posts okay. like, oh, I just drafted uh, Johnny Goodrell. Yeah. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and like I have enough in, insane Ohio pride to sort of bristle at that. But I have enough self-awareness to acknowledge, you know, they, they check mark all the classic boxes for unseriousness. They've never won anything. The brand has very little value, even within the city. Columbus will always be an Ohio State town. Um, and, and the fact of the matter is, I've I've seen what passionate hockey looks like. Before Ohio State hockey was moved into Value City Arena, which is a horrible venue for hockey, uh, and frankly not a great venue for basketball either, um, they played in this rinky-dink little arena. There was a 1,000 people, tops, but... They were all completely into it. They were closed in. They were screaming. You could pound on the glass. Um, one of my fondest childhood memories is the Ohio State hockey team uh, was beating the shit out of some team, and they kept switching goalies like that was going to change anything. And my father, who was with me, uh, yelled switch on one of these uh, uh, goalie changes, and that turned into an actual crowd chant. My father started a crowd chant at a hockey game, I it's think for cool. a young child, that is a highlight. I loved it. Um, but anyway, so I know what passion hockey looks like. I, there are blue jackets. I'm a, I think there's aspects that are cool. The cannon's great. It's family friendly. There are people who um, are really into it. I, I know my friends, if they listen to this, are not going to be happy that I'm drafting them. But they mar- they meet all the criteria. There's no history. They Their, their biggest highlight their best success was knocking uh, yep. Tampa team 4-0 and yes that was very funny but then that accomplishment got immediately overshadowed by your Bruins uh having the mm-hmm. best regular season in history and then eating shit to the Florida Panthers and then Correct. the Florida Panthers actually used that momentum to make it all the way to the Stanley Cup finals as opposed to the Blue Jackets who immediately crapped out after uh beating the Lightning um, they've they've totally gone off the rails as a franchise since that. Yeah, the that's reaction, where they're they're being drafted for these last three yeah. years. I think I, I I would agree with you. I mean, I know there's some recency bias here, um, but frankly, our memories are just not that good. Um, and you know, look at the Johnny Good the reaction to the Johnny Gaudreau signing. I mean, it was not oh wow, here's this mid-tier franchise getting up on its heels and bringing in a superstar um the reaction was like really he's signing with columbus and you know what those reactions were justified it seemed like they had all this talent in goudreau and line and morensky and none of it panned out the goaltending was an abomination last year um and and you know they're they're i think the biggest highlight of their unseriousness is who they've brought in to coach John Tortorella is is just a blustery asshole of a man. Uh, His success has never been sustained. The players don't like him. Um, He'll always have a job because at the end of the day, hockey is probably tied with football for being the biggest meathead sport. Um, Absolutely. Especially especially with the franchises. And, you know, it's not a baseball or even basketball front office where there's some level of savviness. It's just an old boys club. You know, he's going to get hired because some guy took him out to drink whiskey together. Um, and, and sure, he had as much success as any Blue Jackets coach, but 
at the end of the day, his ability was limited and the players didn't like him. Now you bring in Mike Babcock, who who is deeply hated by the players, flamed out. Deeply hated by everyone in around the league. Basic, basic level of, um, I would say, background checking would reveal this hatred and you wouldn't hire him. You go ahead and hire him and then you have to immediately fire him because he was going around basically asking all the rookies on the team, let me see who's who, what nudes you got sent on your phone yeah. and delete them. Yeah, he was doing the fappening. Your yeah. coach cannot Rid- do the fappening. Ridiculous. You can't Ridiculous. Be a serious franchise if your coach yeah. does the fappening. And and more to the point, he may have, without ever coaching a single game, caused an, uh, an irreversible rift on the team because one of his sole defenders yep. was Boone Jenner, a, a much beloved and, and longstanding captain. Uh, who who's also 30 and on the downside of his career. And if all the young guys on the team, Fantley and, and Cole Sillinger and, and Jack Roslovich decide, hey, this this guy, this veteran's an asshole for defending this guy who's a creep, the team's not going to recover from that. I, I, I think you're going to see a total gut job this, this season. Um, I think the GM's going to go. I think the president's going to go. This interim coach ain't sticking around. I think Goudreau gets traded. I think Line A gets traded. Jenner probably has to be traded at this point. I would love I, to see uh, sell know, at the deadline for this yeah, team. Yeah, in a weird way, they got lucky in the in the rigged lottery because I think they they got the second best player on merit. Um, but And I do think they can build around him and some of the younger guys and hope that there's a bit more lotto luck in the near future. But even with that, I mean, you look at the Jackets' history and, you know, none of their star players have ever stuck around. Rick Nash, yep. Seth Jones, who I loved, left. You know, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, they're they're in the same mold as the Browns or or the Cardinals. Having to overpay to keep they someone around. They have to overpay. And the fact of the matter is, Goudreau, I mean, nobody had him as a, I mean, certainly not a Connor McDavid or Josephine. No, he's, set, yeah, he's a very good player. Very good. Uh, he's that second yeah. tier of exactly. player in the exactly. NHL. Exactly. And, and I mean, he's salary, excellent. I like him quite a bit. In a salary cap league, uh, and and hockey, I think has the most restrictive salary cap of the big four sports. I mean, it's giving up that much of your cap. I mean, ten million dollars a player. He has to be a tier one player. And like, no disrespect for Goudreau. I mean, I, I don't even know. He's if borderline, but there's just not enough within that situation yeah. to uh, let his game come out. And yeah. that you you have to. You do have to hit if you're giving ten million in hockey. Yeah. You either need that guy to smash it open, yeah. or he needs to take less money. Is a big thing in hockey. It's how the Bruins were so good for so long. Yeah. Is basically they circumvented the cap because the players didn't care about being paid on the lightning, full value. Pulled that off. Uh, lightning. Well, yeah. Now you have to do that in every sport. I mean, look injury. at. Yeah, you know, look at Tom Brady with the Patriots. I mean, Mayhem yep. the same. Absolutely, he did all that. You know, at the um, end of the day, and I think that's why he left in a lot of ways. Crafting, uh, yeah. <laughs> let him get ownership, but yeah. And at the end of the day, I mean, it, it pains me. I feel like the Jackets. Uh, there could be more to it. There, I mean, they're not. They're not in in a southern town. They're they don't exist. Yeah, because... like of these teams, they could have 
the best they could be successful. They like no one wants to see the Arizona Cardinals do well. It no. wouldn't be any fun. A good no. Blue Jackets team would be fun. Mm-hmm. Good athletics team would have been fun in Oakland. Yeah. Uh, the rest, no, that we've talked about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Blue Jackets could be fun one day. And I I don't think they're permanently uh, completely fucked. I think thinking about this, there might be one more hockey pick I would have taken above them. But I might get into that in our lightning round. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, they are pretty, they are easily uh, one of the worst stuff. But before that, I have to pick one more basketball team. Yeah, I think that's what's uh, on your list. And I am taking the Orlando Magic. Okay. okay. Uh, sorry to sense. my friend Brian, who is around there. Uh, they're owned by the Betsy DeVos. Syndicate. Yeah, I mean, that's an uh, instant mark of unseriousness, I'd say. Which is an instant mark. Uh, their most famous players are Shaquille O'Neal, who fucked out of there, uh, and Dwight Howard, who also fucked out of there. Uh, their name is The Magic. Uh, I was considering taking The Wizards, but I don't know. I just I couldn't. Maybe I will later, but Washington basketball still has some value to me. Uh, basketball in Orlando, like, I don't know. My friends went there when they were on spring break and got drunk with their girlfriends and all had bad sex. Like, that's an Orlando Magic game to me. That's <laughs> it. That's – there's – I know Brian's had some good. I know. I know. Sometimes I'm sure they put on a good time, but you know what? Brian had a good time there, and he rooted for the Celtics. So, I'm sorry, no one's actually going there and rooting for the Orlando Magic. The Heat own Florida. Uh, the Heat are a perfect representation of everything psychopathic about Florida and mm-hmm. bizarre. And perhaps the most serious franchise in some ways. Uh, I loathe them for it. But the Magic are like the bastard brother of that. Uh, I know they have Paolo Banchero now. Uh, That might work out for a little while. You can't convince me that the Orlando Magic are getting back to the relevancy they had in the 90s anytime soon. And you can't convince me that the Orlando Magic being in an NBA Finals or close to it uh, is anything but some weird form of nostalgia. Like it's not good. I don't. I don't want to see this team secede ever. They're completely irrelevant to me. That's yeah. about it. Um, they're. They're. If Mr. Beast weren't sponsoring the Hornets, I would have oh. said the Magic. And I, Weren't the Magic sponsored by a crypto company? I mean, well, I think the Lakers weren't when they're... When, well, yeah, the Lakers. The Lakers are the truly strangest blend of very serious and unserious as you can get as a franchise. It, it's, I mean, I, the Magic were just sponsored by Disney for a while because mm-hmm. they're doing the whole... I think what would save the Magic is like if they got 
if they became the Disney to the Heat's DeSantis and just completely went after them and, uh, I don't know, embraced Lib Florida or something. But obviously they can't do that because yeah. they're the DeVos family team. Yeah, no, it's not. So instead they're just, uh, I don't know, they're completely boring. I don't have as much on them. I really wanted the Hornets at number two. Thought I was going to get them. Yeah, the Magic are, as a franchise should be more interesting than they are. I mean, every single player on the team is six ten with ball handling skills. Um, you know, they yeah, they, they've they, had very good teams. Is the thing. Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of their own mark of unseriousness that they've had good collections of talent, and I don't know, people just aren't getting up to watch Orlando. No, as a franchise, and uh, I mean, they're, they're a they Mickey have not Mouse been operation. truly relevant since Shaq, man. No, they're a Mickey Mouse operation in the most literal sense. Yeah, exactly. Things if they moved anywhere else besides Orlando and did a franchise refresh, Tampa Bay. They're they're saving Tampa Bay for the Timberwolves. That A Rod's gonna move them. It's the most obvious. Everybody yeah. knows it's coming. But you know what? Move Orlando. Move Orlando to uh, Minneapolis. Then you know, right? Twin City Magic. Twin City Magic. I kind of like that. Has a ring to it. It does. It does so. have a kind of decent a Twin City basketball team. That's a much better name than yeah than Minnesota. Or, yeah. All right. I think we've covered. Our basic draft, so we want to move on to the lightning round. Um, yeah, let's I'll let you, each. Uh, I'll let you start the lightning round because I have I have a a wonderful Grinchy idea for one of my lightning my, for my flex pick, um, but I want to save it, uh, keep it in the keep it in my pocket. So we're gonna each first. take six more teams total, right? Yeah, and let's. I think instead of doing a, a back and forth, just rattle just off, one sentence, just rattle them off, and then so I'll let you rattle off your six since I had the number one pick, and then I'll okay six. So I want as a backup the Canucks, uh, okay. the Vancouver Canucks are just an awful franchise. Jim Benning ran them yeah. into the ground for oh, ten even years. The fans, even their fans agree they're unserious. They're, yeah, their fans hate them. Uh, they had a riot after they lost to the Bruins. It's very funny. Uh, I'm going to take a backup team in the NBA. Uh, it's going to be the Dallas Mavericks. Yes. Uh, oh, my goodness. Fuck. Yeah. God, I should have just taken the Mavs over the Magic. Ma- yeah, Mavericks but- are kind of serious in that they've won and they try and they're relevant. Uh hmm. Luka Doncic is a fraud. Um, no, I'm not, not, not going to agree with you on Luka Doncic, but I, I do agree with you with their, their fundamental unseriousness and all of the shenanigans that go on with with Mark Cuban and, and some of the awful things that happened. Under oh, Luka yeah. Doncic. I forgot they're an evil organization, too. Yeah. yeah. And bringing in yeah. three, I mean, just obviously a, a mark of unseriousness. <laughs> a deeply And, and Doncic, Doncic is the man. most future Miami Heat player of all time. He is pure Euro trash. South Beach yeah, has won games since he came in the league. I mean, the Mavericks will never win anything with him, and that's a huge... Yeah, they're they're unserious. Uh, speaking of teams that will never win ever anything, uh, Tampa Bay Rays. I'm going to take my little victory lap. 
about them. Now, I know the argument could be that they're incredibly serious in that they're always pushing forward to win. But I'm just taking a lot of joy in their failure right now and, and uh, the, to do the, anything. Not even to do anything in the playoffs. I know they've made the World Series, but first of all, they lost that World Series to the Dodgers, which most people don't even think counts. Right. No, uh, no I that, do think it counts, but that no, it, it counts a little less. Fake. It was fake. Um, it, it counts a little less. Sure. Um, and also, I mean, they're not serious about fucking winning. Uh, there's probably a better pick for that in terms of the Mariners and their 54% of the time you have to win bullshit. Yeah. But the Rays, to me, are... I guess the reason the Rays are on my list is the same as the athletics. They have actively tried to kill the sport. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, that's the best reason. Okay. So you're gonna... uh, NFL, one more. I want to take uh, New York jets. Yeah. <laughs> no question. They are. Uh, I don't even need to explain the New York no, jets. No, everybody listening understands. I've done my speech on the jets. Uh, it's very funny the coaching staff keeps getting away with it. Very funny the coaching staff keeps getting away with what they're doing. Okay. Um, pick one flex then, right? Or two flexes? Yeah, yeah. One. Let's do one flex. All right. So we'll do uh, nine, nine picks then, I guess. Yeah. And uh, my flex is going to be the New England Revolution. Hmm. Okay. Uh so you say, hmm, but I doubt you've been following the Revs over this off season, or no, I have not. Sorry, the the regular season. Give me, give me the the uh, executive summary for the Revs on seriousness. I'm just not Revs, with the MLS. Yeah, so history of the Revs, kind of founders of MLS became the Buffalo Bills of MLS, lost four and then five finals. That, that, um, I, knew, that I knew. Did not ever make a soccer-specific stadium. They play at Gillette. I don't hate that, but it's not especially serious, it's, and it looks like shit for soccer. Group for the, uh, the joke is that Kraft forgets he has a soccer team. I think that's not a joke. I think that happens a lot. But whatever. They were really good under Bruce Arena. Uh, lately, Bruce Arena goes on suspended leave about two months ago oh. for something, comments, and there is no reporting for one month. Nothing comes out. It's handled completely internally. There's no transparency to anything that's going on. Eventually, it comes out that he's stepping down for these comments he made. No one knows what he said. No one, no one gets it. <sighs> the players begin to refuse to train for the new coach oh, that they brought in. Good. Because the belief is that the new coach leaked the comments wow. to get Bruce fired because there was an internal power struggle going on in the locker room and coaching and all of this was uh very unclear and they have since fallen out of form from like second in the table to the east to something like sixth which doesn't matter since the mls is a terrible uh league and that being second and seventh is the same thing but they are just there is like rot 
within Gillette Stadium and the Kraft organization. And I can't put the Patriots on the list because, you know, they won six titles, but I can put the Reds on this list to represent that that is one of the most fucked up buildings in sports right now. Uh, and people who work in Boston sports say it, by the way. Okay. People say it's bad area. Okay. All right. So you've covered, I think, your, your lightning round. Uh, so I do. I'll... I have my nine. We'll recap at the end. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll go through my lightning round real quick. I'll start with uh, the team I uh, would have had right behind the Angels and MLB, and that is the Colorado Rockies. Ah, um, yeah. Completely. You know, first of all, I, I mentioned at the top of the show that the two real goals of any I forgot about them. Guys are uh, to win and to make money. The Rockies have come out and stated their organization's purpose is to spread Christianity in America. <laughs> A complete farce owned by two complete morons. Oh, great pick. Uh, constant, constant sound bites about how competitive they are. With no, they've never had any plan. Um, Coors Field is a joke. It's an embarrassment to the sport that that it's that much of a launching pad. Either put a pressurized dome on it or move this team to sea level. Um, their their Hall of Famers, all of their stats are inflated. I mean, Vinny Castilla played like an all star there. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, all of their more noteworthy players leave. They've they've had to overpay for for pitching like Mike Hampton, who was any wasn't any good. Yep. Uh, they're now overpaying for Chris Bryant, who stopped being any good. Um, I mean, no direction whatsoever, no success, no roots. I, clearly, an unserious sports franchise. And I would say, I mean, if it wasn't for the sheer embarrassment that is the Angels, they'd be the least serious franchise in baseball. I mean, there's no question about that to me. Uh, yeah, I shouldn't have skipped them twice. Yeah, the NBA. Uh, you know, before last year, it would have been the Sacramento Kings, but mm-hmm. and there's still a too. part of me that thinks they're they're very Reddit with this whole beam thing. But like, I don't know; those, those people need to be thrown a bone, I guess. Um, yeah, I feel bad for them. Unserious, unserious. I mean, I'd say the Timberwolves as they stand right now. Yeah. I mean, Maybe things will change if once they finally move to Tampa, they're going to be moved to Tampa. I mean, they're always going to play in the shadow of the Lakers having moved to L.A. Uh, and the Rudy Gobert trade, I mean, you talk about with Kyle yep. and Deshaun Watson breaking the league, that trade totally ruined the league. I think we're just now seeing pendulum yeah, swing the other way where, fran- where talent that probably deserves those kinds of massive trade packages aren't getting it. Because ownership are just going no. I mean, a total, total farce of a trade that I think set the franchise back for years. Um, and I mean, they have such. I mean, they got lucky getting getting Anthony Edwards, who uh, was was not initially well respected when he came in the league, and it turns out uh, has turned into a fantastic player. But I mean, he's just hamstrung by you know, an incompetent ownership group. I, and, and Gobert, he just has the worst vibes of anybody in the NBA. And I include Kyrie with that. I mean, <laughs> he, he shut down the entire NBA with the COVID. Yeah. Making the mics. Everyone His hates him. Uh, that's an obvious mark against him. Everybody hates him. I mean, 
you know, the the only thing he has going versus Dylan Brooks as the least likable player in the NBA is that he he was at one point an excellent defender. I think the underlying uh, defensive metrics show he's not as good as he once was. He, no. he has no idea if he even fits on the floor with Carl Anthony Towns. The answer is almost certainly no. I mean, the Timberwolves, you know, we, we talk about seriousness. I mean, you can say how like the Patriots got Bledsoe and then Brady and, and became serious. You can pull out of a unseriousness death spiral, but the Timberwolves, I mean, they never had any real relevancy. Um, they're almost certainly going to be moved, I think. Uh, you know, I have no reason to think that, but Vibes and Alex Rodriguez not wanting to live in Florida, uh, in Minnesota half the year. Um, but I think right now they're a deeply unserious franchise. And if Edwards... I, I also, I just want to add in that their biggest contribution to uh, 21st century basketball is trading the title to the Celtics with Kevin yeah. Garnett. Yes, so, yes. That's I a mean, big that, part. That, that's uh, that's the most thing. relevant thing they did. And in its own in way, century. that started the trend of saying, you know what, what we're going to, we're, if we can't win quickly enough with a superstar, we're just going to. We're done. Yeah. We're going to trade it to our friend. And I, yeah. I mean, and certainly, I mean, I know you love the Celtics, but I think the majority of basketball fans resent uh, Kevin yeah. McHale and Danny Ainge for that particular. Um, particular swindle there because um, it also got us right alan who wouldn't have yeah moving moving on in hockey um my instinct is you would probably take the, the maple leafs or the rangers or or but i mean i i can't go against an well i hate the rangers franchise. for other reasons yeah i can't go really against an original six franchise um i'm gonna say the san jose sharks Yep, I mean, that's the right thing. That's I consider team, them. Yeah, I mean they have the 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 '90s aesthetic is just is just no good, and they don't even have the Anaheim Ducks excuse of being tied into a movie, and then they don't have the Anaheim Ducks excuse of winning a damn thing. Um, yeah, they failed really badly in their window. Yep, yep they've wasted the careers of all their good players. San Jose is an un, unserious city that barely exists in anybody's mind. Um, I think when you tell people that it's on, you know, that one of the 10 largest cities in America, you get a blank stare. Um, I'm sort of regretting not picking the Rockets for the NBA, but at least the Rockets have had success in the past. Yeah, I thought of it. Um, So the Sharks, I think, clearly for the NHL. Uh, The NFL, unserious NFL team. Um, It's hard because the Lions are starting to pull out. I know, and then you. Oh well, <laughs> I know. I know what the team is, though. I'm gonna say it if you if you don't pick them. Okay, there's a pick here. There's a there's recency bias here, and and on balance, they've had enough historical success that I think this is not really the strongest pick. But in the immediate future, that in the present they're unserious, and in the immediate future they're going to be very unserious. That's the Denver Broncos. Was that the pick? Can't argue against. No, it's not because who, who I can't argue play? against Sean Payton. I was going to say the LA Chargers. I know um, they're good now. I know that's why. But the if they don't waste, strike me, they don't strike if me. If they as waste Herbert's games. career, if yeah. they waste Herbert's career, they're my number one pick. The Chargers aren't serious because they've always tried. There's just something weird about that franchise that just it doesn't work. 
Um, but the Browns yeah, are I mean, LA's second team. Clearly unserious. I mean, anybody who was paying attention would have told you Russell Wilson was washed last year. They gave up every yeah. single halfway decent player. Then instead of admitting the Wilson contract was a failure and trying to rebuild, they bring in Sean Payton. His first act is to just be a total bloviating asshole. Peyton totally rode Drew Brees' coattails. He is not uh, interesting or innovative as a coach in any way. Uh, and somehow the team is worse. They are worse than when Nathaniel Hackett was screwing up basic basic play calls. They lost to a Nathaniel Hackett coach team. I mean, they lost to the Jets with Zach Wilson. They almost lost to the Justin Fields Bears. I mean, this is a team that is a, a Fields turnover away from being 0-5. And, and having a worse point differential than the Carolina Panthers. I mean, yeah, completely stuck with, with the Peyton, you know, Peyton is already on the sideline screaming at Russ Wilson and, and carrying on. I almost made it my avatar. I, I loved mean, it so much. They're, they're a total disaster right now. And I hate both of them so much. Right. And, and they've totally erased. I mean, I mean the Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning's, you know, Gold, gold, uh, gold watch ring was kind of nonsense. He was washed at that point, but that team had a sick defense with Von Miller. Uh, the John Elway years, they did great. But you know what? I, I have to reference the Simpsons again here and say the overwhelming mental image that people have of the Denver Broncos, even after winning three Super Bowls, is is the classic Simpsons episode. You only move twice, where Homer's villainous uh, superhero, uh, supervillain boss. Uh, gives him a football team. And instead of the Cowboys, which Homer wanted, and I think they're certainly an unserious franchise now, yeah. but but he gives them the Denver Broncos and, and Homer just lets out an exasperated, oh, the Denver Broncos. And, you know, that's a moment you're never going to live down no matter how many Super Bowls you win. And certainly you ain't winning anything the way the team is now. And it's going to be years, years until they pull out of this hole. So I, I do feel a little better about that pick. Um, but certainly, but, but it's time for my flex. And I think we should close on this because I've been stewing on this one since you brought up that any and all soccer, uh, teams are eligible for, uh, the flex position. And, uh, I am going to go ahead and pick, uh, drum roll, please. Wait, I'm trying to get Wikipedia to boot here. There we go. I'm going to pick the entirety of the Saudi Pro League. Uh, every single team. Damn it. I am going to pick El, uh, El Itihad. I'm, I'm butchering these names. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm putting Al Fateh, Al Hazem, Al Hilal, every single one. This is an unserious league. Yeah. Even more embarrassing with their clout chasing than the MLS ever was. Yeah, it's so much worse. They have not signed a single uh, player who isn't completely washed. Most of the players they have, I mean, Ronaldo is just a, a deeply scuzzy and weird man and always has been. Uh, he doesn't hold a candle to Messi in any regard. Um, and and bringing it up, as, as bad as the star fucking is with MLS going after Beckham and then, um, uh, you know, d- Rooney and all these other washed up Premier League stars. At least the money is coming from good old fashioned, uh, uh, you know, American uh, deeply soulless enterprise and not directly related to, you know, 
torture and maiming and anything else. It's not sports washing. I mean, all, all private ownership is sports washing to an extent, but the fact of the matter is the Saudi regime, the, the um, public fund is, is, is completely and totally bankrupt of any kind of basic human decency. They know it. The rest of the world knows it. Um, and all of their endeavors are just deeply embarrassing. Cozying up with the... Yes, w- all the events suck. All the events suck. You know, cozying up to the WWE is an embarrassment. The LIV is an embarrassment. And and this in this attempt at making, I, I guess, their own, uh, you know, sort of Dubai version of the MLS. First of all, you're trying to copy the MLS. You're not trying to copy the Premier League. Or La Liga, yeah, they're trying to copy way. MLS 2.0, and they couldn't even get messy. And MLS 2.0 was mm-hmm. embarrassing. I, I mean, know. the MLS has always been embarrassing, but yeah, I mean, the MLS is here nor there. The most, the most serious of sports leagues, but they've cultivated a brand. I mean, who's even going to these games? It's just a bunch of rich oil princes who are going to go home and torture some Yemeni cat. Oh yeah, I don't actually know who goes. This is this is a total farce. Um, it's it's the, the league as a whole is my flex team none of it is serious no nobody is treating it as serious nobody ever will except for their mouthpieces at espn and uh yeah we can it doesn't matter how much money they pay these guys i don't necessarily blame any washed player for taking a 500 million dollar contract or whatever but but there is no serious to be found there and i think at that we have been talking for two hours well- let me just present a quick counterpoint before that. I would love to hear it. Counterpoint. I'm not saying that isn't true. All this stuff might have been. But when you go there and experience it for yourself, it is totally different. Now, what I would say is that if, let's say, all those things are true, mm-hmm. is it not good that it highlights the problems and we're trying to make positive change slowly? Uh, that being from Jordan Henderson, who has had the single most embarrassing uh, cutter character arc, uh, going from being Liverpool's captain who supported LGBT rights to just taking all the money he could from uh, the Saudi Pro League. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, besides the fact that I love to take a slingshot and fire a rock at his head, um, I think my counter to that is no, sports are purely escapism (laughs) for most people. I don't want to be reminded that any of the money behind it is either, you know, 300 year old slave owning money that got passed down or some rich oil dipshit just took it over. And no, I, I, I think every sports team should be publicly owned. I think every current owner should be executed without trial. And now that I've sit. Finally, put something on here that's too weird for anybody I know in real life to listen to. I think we can close the recording, hand this off to Brendo, uh, and and enact your plan to gaslight Mike Johnson into believing he never had a podcast. Just junk all across the horizon A real highway man's farewell Someone-
satin shirts whisper in the air. Some storefront incarnation of Maria, she's putting on me a stare. And Bronx's best apostle stands with his hand on his own hardware. Everything stops in here, five quick shots. Some is Spanish, still breathing while I walk. 